Work, work in, in progress. progress. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another week of quarantine. Uh, I'm sure everyone else is having a lot of fun uh, inside, indoors, with family members or housemates. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, we're Philip and Eddie. Oh, we are. And um, yeah, we know. Uh, yeah, we are. We're really enjoying each other. Uh, <laughs> With no conflicts at all. Of course. Our house is full of perfect people. Yeah, perfect. We're so blessed. We're perfect at sinning. So. Oh. <laughs> but we have a perfect savior. Yeah, so. that was that was a joke. We hey, hate each other. Yeah, <laughs> we're um, currently holding each other's collars, about to punch each other in the face. Yes. As we say this, Philip is holding me right now, yes. and I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, also, happy belated birthday to Hyoan. Oh yeah, happy birthday, Hyoan. Um, now you are, what, 57? 57? <laughs> That's in Korean years. Oh, yes, in, in, in Hyoan years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Happy birthday. Another update. Saturday, right? No, no, Friday, Friday. Friday. Um, no, wait, what? His birthday was yesterday. It was? Yeah. Sunday. Oh, yeah, yesterday was Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought today was Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, oh, because we do it every Sunday. Yeah, Yeah. okay, okay, that makes sense. Sunday. Um... Another update, um, for those of us in the Bay Area, we are now subjected to another month oh, yeah. of quarantine, so mm-hmm. you guys get another month of this. Yeah. I mean, right now we're recording this at 10.40 p.m., so we're kind of tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we just prayed, so I'm I'm in a... Holy drained, state. Holy drained mood. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so we were going to have um, Sam Zhang join us this week, but we're going to push that off for next week just because um, last yesterday we just had kind of a crazy schedule. We pretty much had things from 1.30 to 10 p.m. Yeah. Um, so um, we're just going to kind of do a filler episode. Yeah, we should have recorded in the morning, but yeah, I think we just read. We, yeah, we just kind of forgot. I went for a run. Yeah. And read. Yeah, it just kind of slipped our minds. Yeah. 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 So what are we doing today? I don't know, let's just, I don't know, let's just talk about, I mean, you mentioned this before we started recording, but talk about your uh, Cambodia trip stories. Sure, so, yeah. Yeah, I, what, I mean, go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can talk a, lot, a little bit about, like, yeah, my, my time in Cambodia. Um, so, I mean, it all started in um, going into so- freshman year of high school. Um, so that was, gosh, like... Man, that's like eight years ago now. That's oh crazy. wow, eight years. Uh, yeah, that's like eight, almost nine, actually. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, More than a little bit less uh, than half. Yeah, almost nine summers ago. Um, so half of our lives. Yeah, in uh youth group as a freshman, sorry, not as a freshman, as a, as a high school group, um, we took a mission trip to Cambodia. We went there for two weeks. Um, I was the youngest on the trip, uh, along with one of my other friends who was my my year. Um, it was a team of about 20 of us and Jeff Liu, he was the leader of Element at the time. Um, he took a whole bunch of high schoolers to Cambodia and it was a life changing experience, I think for all of us. Um, as you can imagine the first week we were just kind of like lazy, selfish, like (laughs) bratty high schoolers. Like we were complaining about the the food and, and the heat and like how sweaty we were. Um, and then he like really kind of laid down he he gave us a very harsh message on nehemiah 11 he was talking about how we weren't a team and (laughs) nehemiah 11 is like the building rebuilding of the wall of jerusalem Mm. and there's like it's a long passage about like 
this person built next to this person and this person built next to this person yeah. and it's like a beautiful picture because everyone's kind of giving and um and everyone's working hard side by side yeah. and that really that was at the halfway point of the trip and that changed everything we started to work hard we started to actually try to care about these people mm-hmm. and um for me it just it just opened my eyes to the fact that like man i can get out of myself i can sacrifice and love people that i have nothing to do with yeah and that's that's like beautiful it, it just feels so so right to do that mm. um so i was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to keep going back to cambodia every summer with element so the following year i went for four weeks um we had like oh, okay. a oh wow that was really cool because it was just five of us actually is a mini team so for two oh. weeks it was like 20 of us and then five of us stayed an extra two weeks oh um i was there with like Kristen lee um anna kang oh, okay um yeah um, familiar names yeah uh, and then the next year I went for four weeks and then the year after that I went again for two weeks um, and then for two years I didn't go mm. and then during college uh, well so that was uh, what was that senior year senior right after the senior year my senior year of high school we didn't go to okay. Cambodia that year Ben and Helen had taken over Element and they wanted to try oh, something different so we did kind of like a Midwest we went to like Chicago Oh, um, yeah. Minnesota, Wisconsin. So that year we didn't go. And then the year after, the summer of my freshman year, I didn't go because I was no longer going with Element. That summer, instead, Noah Kang, Pastor Ed's second son, Isaiah's younger brother, he took me and some of my friends and we went on a road trip. We drove to New York. Oh. Um, How long did that take? A week? Well, we, we took our time. We oh. spent a month. So oh. it took a week to get out there. We spent two weeks in New York, oh, and then okay. we, it took a week to get back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. Pretty eye-opening. Um, what did you do in New York? Oh, we just, like, like, did evangelism and stuff. So we were in, we stayed in an Airbnb. We went to a bunch of different schools, um, just tried to talk to people on campus. We went to, like, Central Park. We went oh. through, like, Times Square. Um, we volunteered, like, homeless shelters, that kind of stuff, yeah. And Noah was leading the whole thing? Yeah, Noah was leading the trip, but I mean, he's like, he's like an older brother to me, so it's, yeah. it's kind of like, it was a bunch of friends, so it was, it was okay. fun, it was, Noah got really angry at us, because, because it was <laughs> me, and then three guys who just graduated high school, and oh. and then all of us, we're all good friends, Yeah, and it's not like he's our leader, so we did, we just kind of, we were stupid, like, we just kind of <laughs> like, did crazy things, like, and like, we took the, the metro around a lot, and <laughs> Cause we're we're like students. We're too cheap to pay. Yeah. So then Noah would pay for his ticket, and we would just jump over the turnstiles to oh like, like sneak in. And then Noah caught us once, and he was like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> He's like, "You guys are robbing from the city." He's like, "We're supposed to be on a mission trip." And then we we're like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> and then um, one time, one of my friends, so um, one of Isaiah's peers, moved out to Washington D.C. And he was working with the Re- Republican Party. Yeah. Um, so we stayed at his place, and he works for the party. So he gave us like a back, uh, behind the scenes tour of Capitol Hill. Whoa. And so we were like going like around all these places that you're not really allowed to usually. Uh-huh. And then he showed us this amazing painting. We're just like in the middle of the hall, some random hallway. We're right like face to face with this huge oil painting. And like I love art. Like I studied a lot of art. So I'm like, just soaking it in. And then one of my friends he goes, "Hey guys, look that way." And then. Like, obviously, none of us look, right? Yeah. But he, while we were supposed to be looking away, he touched the painting with his dirty, oily fingers. Oh, sick. And this is like a... 
this is like a continental like historical <laughs> painting he, yeah, this guy yeah. just rubbed his fingers oh. on the oil painting and noah saw that and he was he went ballistic he was like <laughs> You have no, like, do you have no honor for, like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> no like, respect. Well, that was during the road trip, or, like... That was during the trip, yeah. Oh. Like, one of the things we did. It was... Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So, it wasn't all, like, spiritual. We're, we're stupid, too, but... um. And then, after that year, you went to camp. Again. After that year, I decided, yeah, um, I wanted to do something with my summer, so I decided to spend my whole summer there, so that was... Oh, your whole summer? Yeah, I spent three months there. Oh, wow. Um, three months in camp. Yeah, what and then... That like? Uh, it was crazy. I, I think that first year it was really fun because, um, like our church, we sent a lot of teams there. So, um, even though I was kind of alone, it didn't really feel like I was alone. Every, mm. every couple of weeks, like a new team would come for like two weeks. Yeah. Um, at that point I didn't know the language at all really. Um, so I was just kind of stuck on the campus really. Um, yeah. I didn't explore that much unless I went with, um, teacher bunny. Teacher bunny is this amazing guy. Um, he is one of the teachers at the school that I taught at really good at English. Um, super, like super amazing Christian. He runs a youth group and everything. And um, he's a native. He's, Cam- he's Cambodian. Yeah. Oh. He's, um, he's so cool. He, he like lived in a village for like 10 years by himself and just like taught, oh. I like just like kept up a church there with like no pain. He just wow. like, he's the kind of guy who like the first time I met him, I went to his village and he was like, hey, you want some coconuts? And he straight up <laughs> climbed a tree and Whoa. cut coconuts out of the tree oh, and then dang. like came down. Oh, that's crazy. And then cut open the coconuts. Yeah. Do you yeah. know how like he became Christian or? He became Christian um, at at the university, oh, at Life like, University. Yeah, so Life University is the the school that we have ties with. Yeah. Um, our church has ties with. And this is the school that we go to serve at. Um, that's where I served. So I ended up there because our church has ties there, um, and the the president of Life University, he's a Korean man. Um, <laughs> Korean man. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> Korean. Like, and uh, a long time ago, when I was in elementary school, he sent his sons to visit America, and his sons lived with me for like a summer. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I know his sons. Um, I just reached out to them and I was like, hey, if I if I wanted to come and teach English for like a summer, is there any way you guys could just like house me? Oh, that's and cool. then he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we could house you. Just make your way over." Oh, wow. so. so what year did you start teaching English? That was yeah. the summer after sophomore year, and then the following summer, I spent two summers there. Okay. So that sophomore year of high school of college. Oh, college. college okay. Yeah. So, um, the first time I went, I was basically by myself, and then um, a bunch of the same guys I went on the road trip with me. They stayed with me for oh, about okay. like a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then the following year, Genji stayed with me for about two weeks. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I remember a video calling you guys and being like... Hey, you guys were in... Yeah, that's when I joined... We were at Isaiah's older place. Oh, I think I remember that too, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember that. You guys were at, our, were at a coffee shop or something? Like oh, reading, probably. Okay. And, yeah, we just called you at night. And yeah. And it was like afternoon for you guys or like morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I wonder yeah. why they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um... Yeah, Cambodia is a, a strange country. I think like, it's it's third world, um, still pretty messed up. Um, they were kind of a developing country. They were kind of on the rise, um, much like Thailand is is um, still very third world, but their big cities are very um, like metropolitan. Yeah. Um, Cambodia was kind of on the same track, but then 
Um, they were taken over by a communist regime called the Khmer Rouge. Um, that was in the 80s. Yeah. And basically for four years, um, they there was like an internal genocide. Mm-hmm. They killed about four million people. Um, and so that, that set Cambodia back big steps so and there what was the percentage what was the population at the time it was um, like really small right well yeah they're a population of like 16 million yeah, and so, so 4 million like 4 million like, died yeah, yeah they, quarter uh, of the population yeah it's crazy and and because of that like a whole generation is missing so you go there everyone's young everyone's yeah. either really young or like old old mm-hmm. yeah there are very few um, people in the ages of like 60 and like to like 70 yeah um yeah and, and it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a brutal genocide and it happened only like 30 years ago yeah and like people don't know about it you know so it's it's pretty crazy um, yeah I, I don't remember ever learning about the Khmer Rouge hmm. and the genocide that happened in Cambodia until until I met you actually <laughs> like when you were proposing hmm. it junior year I don't think I've oh, ever heard of it oh I remember that yeah so yeah, I was kind of surprised when, when I heard about it and, like, started reading for myself, like, yeah, I, I, at first I was like, why doesn't, like, American education teach this? Or maybe it was just my school. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was just really surprised, like, how a lot of the things we learn about the world, like, some of it's not told yeah. at all. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, kinda... And that's true. I, I think a, a big part of it is just in American education, they don't cover those kinds of things. And part of it is... Um, I mean, I don't want to make too many assumptions, but I think a big part of it is just like America seems kind of is kind of ashamed of it because um, it had a lot to do with like Vietnam. And, you know, the Vietnam War yeah. is, is something that's kind of very shameful for for America, just the way we handled it. Yeah. And um, and actually a lot of people, um, a lot of historians say that like uh, that because America had like these mass carpet bombing raids of yeah. Cambodia during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. that really opened the door for the communist regime to step up because mm-hmm. people were really angry at America. Yeah. And so obviously like the communists, like they kind of capitalized on that. So yeah, I think in some ways it's kind of America just being ashamed of like how capitalism yeah. has negatively affected the world. I mean, as, as empowering as it is, it's, it's also got huge negative effects, right? So yeah. I mean, war, <laughs> yeah, like war, it leads to a lot of bad things. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we're, I feel like we got off topic. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. Um, but I would say, like, for if you're listening and, and you don't really know much about the Khmer Rouge, I would say honestly, yeah. just like look up, like, and read up the Wikipedia page because, like, it's just good to to know about those things. And then I don't know if like um, it's it's a something that Clay Jones, he's like a, a professor at Biola, he yeah. he references that um, in his. Um, his class problem of evil talk yeah, yeah. His, in his class like when he talks about suffering yeah. because I think it's a very powerful um, story of suffering and then also one of the leaders of the Khmer Rouge he he disappeared for years and then he became Christian yeah, and yeah. he's in like the case for grace and so yeah, like yeah, I, I read that recently yeah, yeah yeah so just having like like context on that really helps you understand just the extent of I don't know, like st- both the suffering and the grace that, that came out of that country. So Yeah. So Case for Grace, we recommend it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Lee, Lee Strobel. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Great book. I still have James's copy. I took it before this <laughs> quarantine, oh. so I still have it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I've had it for like 
a month now. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I finished it in like two weeks. But I'll give that back to you, James. <laughs> but yeah, um, man. And I, I think the cool thing about Cambodia just in general is um, our church has sent so many teams there. And for so many people, honestly, like in their spiritual lives, like just the two weeks that they spend there are huge spiritual markers for them because yeah. there's there's nothing like putting yourself in a situation where suffering and need is so real mm. and then you just give yourself you you just kind of give up on yourself for two weeks and you just give yourself completely to loving people mm. and you see like the kids they just like light up and they smile you see like the students like hunger for like connection and then like that just changes you you know mm. so it's really cool so were you really drawn to Cambodia your first year you were there or how did that uh, yeah develop um I think it's just for me as a high schooler it was just realizing that that man I could do something that that is meaningful like yeah. that that touches other people's lives and so that's kind of why I went year after year also just because like as a group we would go so I had the opportunity but um that's definitely something I look forward to every year because because yeah just that feeling of like hey, I'm gonna give myself for two weeks and I know I'm gonna come out better for it mm. um, so every year you would say you learned something yeah I think I learned so much honestly I still remember a lot of the DTs like those mm. those were like big moments for me so I remember like my freshman year the first trip I went um, like that changed how I viewed sacrifice and work and also how I viewed like myself so at that point like I was really young when I was young I was like super like you know the you know the beanbag video oh yeah okay i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a little bit vulnerable here but like <laughs> like i actually really liked it when i was at that age like i liked the fact that i was like in the video and like yeah. everybody watched it and like i totally just kind of tried to soak in all the attention and like yeah. all that stuff um and that's just kind of the kid i was um but then i was also just really immature like that first trip me and my friends who was my year and then matthew Choi, he's in our chicago church um, one of the kids I grew up with a year older than us three of us had our room by ourselves and we just like we were so undisciplined we brought our iPods oh yeah and, I think you mentioned this oh I did yeah, yeah they, they told us not to we like broke all the rules we would like um, and then you guys took a nap yeah we would whine and complain <laughs> yeah yeah we would just skip whatever we wanted to was that the first that was the first, first year trip? yeah okay, okay. Um, that's good at least it was the first one yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah the seriously second or third one. seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, like, Matthew, like, he's he's also pretty, like, like charismatic and, and talented. And I remember he got a lot of, like, the big roles on that trip. He got a lot of, like, the opportunities to, like, um, I don't know, like, lead different things. Um, probably makes a lot of sense because I was, like, I, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but um, I remember, like, the DTs were going through, like, First uh, Samuel and Second oh, yeah. Samuel and, like, going through, like, the... The, the dynamic between D- King David and Jonathan. Yeah. And Jonathan, he's kind of the guy who who takes a step back and he defers to David. And David like gets all the glory. David gets the kingship. David gets everything. And then John, but Jonathan is really like like seen as a beautiful character because he he puts other people first. Yeah. And I remember that changed the whole way I saw what it looks like to to be a minister or like what it looks like to do God's work. It's like mm-hmm. to not be touted and like glorified all the time but it's kind of to step back yeah. and then i remember i talked to jeff on that trip and i was like hey like 
I just really want everyone to see me and to love me, but like everyone's seeing Matthew. <laughs> yeah. And then Jeff was like, you know, you're so immature. He, did a, he was like, he was like, Jeff didn't, Jeff didn't hold back on us. Yeah. Trust me. Jeff, Jeff, that's like, a good thing. Like, that's no, a good that's a good thing. thing. He shaped me so much. But Jeff was like, yeah, you know, like whenever I'm jealous of my friends, like I always just pray for them to succeed. And uh-huh. I find that as I pray for them, I genuinely mean it. And then mm-hmm. I, my heart is kind of bonded with theirs. That's something I still hold today. Like that's something that, that has really shaped the way I view even like kind of myself and like what it looks like to serve and what mm-hmm. it looks like to be behind someone else. It's like, so I don't know, like it's, Cambodia just opens up the space for those moments. Yeah. You know? And it's not necessarily the place. It's just when you go there, you, you're in that mindset. You're ready. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, you were able to be honest with Jeff. Like yeah. you, you told him, like that's, that's a hard thing to accept or like yeah. come out to like, oh, I'm jealous of this guy. Like, yeah, yeah. what do I do? <laughs> it's, it's also kind of funny though, because I think like as a younger kid, you're a little bit more like, that's all you have to, to share. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, this, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's the extent of your thoughts. It's like, yeah, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it's like, you can't be complicated about it. Cause yeah, that's all that yeah. there is. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Thing. So how did how did that like how did you see yourself develop um, more and more like throughout the years like hmm. let's say yeah second year like what what was that like at third year what was that like so how was each one more unique in that way yeah I think um, every year well it's not necessarily something that developed in me I guess but it's more like every year I saw my relationships with the people in Cambodia grow mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of funny. And it's, it's a little bit, um, embarrassing to say, but like, whenever I go to the school now, like, I think like all the kids know who I am, like, because <laughs> like, like I've so just been there times. so many yeah. times and I, I just built so many relationships with all of them. Yeah. So like this past year I, I went and there's a kid who is a 12th grader now. Yeah. First time I met him was when he was in third grade. Oh wow. And so it's like, it's just crazy. It's like, like I see him grow as a just like as a person and then like those relationships kind of grow too right yeah. and so part of it is like year after year just kind of pouring into the same group of people who are there at a yeah. school right and then seeing them grow and then them seeing me kind of grow as well mm-hmm. um i don't know like just just like experiences with people like that that makes you grow you know like your relationships mm. um i think every year i've i've grown in my ability to kind of understand them understand the culture um and to definitely deepen in my um just care for them um and then i think i really um took a big step when i actually tried to learn their language yeah and what, what did you start to do that that was in college um, sophomore yeah yeah oh wait i think we already asked this question didn't we? oh did we i don't know yeah that was like right after oh, sophomore that's when you year. started teaching mm, that's when i started teaching. teaching so and then yeah. i found out that we had we offer kamai at berkeley yeah i took four semesters of kamai um, learned a lot, learned how to read and write. Um, although right now, like my conversation is skills are probably really terrible, <laughs> but like, um, can you say something in Khmer? Yeah. Um, how, how do so, you say, uh, can I get lunch somewhere? Um, okay. Well, well, let me do a <laughs> greeting first. So like, okay, okay. so a greeting you'd say like, Jambrip Sua. Jambrip Sua is like, is like very like formal. It's like, uh-huh. um, good morning. Oh, do they have like honorific? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, oh yeah, they have honorifics. Yeah, they're they're Asian, so. Okay. Um, you say like Jamdeep Sua Kenyom Chmoa. Kenyom is my me. Chmoa is name, and then I have a Khmer name. So my Khmer name is Pirom. Pirom oh. means peace. 
my my oh. my teacher gave it to me. Oh. But so I would say like, jong diep suok nyom chmo pirom, jong yam ba, ai knyom. What does that mean? Uh, or do you want to eat? like, do you want to eat eat with me? Do you want to? Oh, okay. Yeah. How how do you say where's the bathroom? Uh, bon tup tuk now I na. Bon tup tuk. Yeah. Now I na. Now I na. Now I na. Yeah. It's it's a very nasal language. Ah. <laughs> or you can say um bon kuan. Bon kuan is like toilet. Bon, bon tup tuk literally means water closet. Oh, I see. Um, isn't that what British people say? Yeah, uh, that's what. Yeah, or like the French. They were calling oh, calling the French. French. Um, but but bunkun is like literally the toilet. It's like yeah. So you can mm-hmm. say bunkun now I na now I now I na and nah. like the na has to be like nah. very nasal like nah. oh, I see now I na yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's a special place. I I think I've also just done crazy like probably the weirdest things I would ever do like eating weird things like. Oh, what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Um, I think objectively the weirdest thing I've ever eaten is dog. Oh okay. Like, cause they eat dog there. I've eaten a, a lot of dog. <laughs> I love dogs. I love dogs. Wait, I had you many love dogs. dogs as in like I like them as pets, or <laughs> I like to eat them. Please honestly, <laughs> honestly, both. Dog is is pretty tasty. I will say. Oh, that's very controversial. Yeah, I, it's, I know it's very controversial. Very controversial. I would like to tell everyone that I disagree. <laughs> I don't like eating dog. Well, you never had it. Oh, have you had it? No. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, I don't want to have it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little disturbing because the place I went to, they like serve it with the skull and everything, and then oh, like, and then they give you like the entrails in a oh. curry. Yeah, it's just, like the thought is weird, but um, I mean I've eaten like whole frogs and okay. like I mean frogs. Um, I heard they taste like chicken. Yeah, it's pretty good. They 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 eat like ants. Um, like one time I was eating, like it was chicken it was spicy chicken i was eating yeah. it and i was like oh there's an ant leg in my food and i picked it out and i was like wait a second there's ants everywhere <laughs> and they're like oh yeah it's chicken with ants and i was like oh what if that wasn't the dish they, and they, just, they just had yeah. a bunch of ants they're like oh no how do we cover this up uh, well, it's chicken with ants well then they got me they got me no but i've i've seen like videos yeah yeah it's people it's actually spicy larva. it's spicy oh really yeah ants, ants are spicy yeah peppery Oh. Very peppery. It's what very interesting. Our pepper is just ants. <laughs> They're like lying to us. Little baby ants. America is lying to us. Um, I eat cow brains. Um, cabeza? But cabeza is cheek. It's not actually. No, yeah, no. This is like the actual brains. Oh my gosh. Um, what does that taste like? It just is like mush. It's it's like mush. It's kind of like... um, It tastes like organs, you know? It's It's got that kind okay. of like grainy... Like intestine? More like liver, oh, where it's not irony, but it's kind of like that the weird grainy texture. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, Did you get smarter after? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I wish. If you eat walnuts, you'll get smarter. <laughs> According to my parents, because <laughs> it looks like a brain. It does. Yeah, yeah it does look like a brain. That's true. It's not. It's not uh, sound logic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I balot balot is like. Oh yeah, the boiled uh half grown duck fetus oh duck fetus yeah yeah um are there feathers in that thing yeah yeah Maybe oh it depends on it depends on what what stage you have okay. it um but yeah normally there's like it's kind of crunchy because the form the, the forms the bones are kind of formed oh, only thing know. you don't need is a beak um oh. and then sometimes it's kind of feathery it's it's gross yeah it's i didn't enjoy it it's, you don't like it yeah but like i'll mm. eat it you know i'll try it like snake i had snake yeah mm. 
Um, Are there any, like, interesting Cambodia stories? Embarrassing ones? Man. Particularly? Embarrassing ones? (laughs) I know Uh, A lot of bathroom stories. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in a place where there's no, like, where running water and things like that are kind of (laughs) suspect. Like, one time I was taking a shower after playing soccer. Yeah. And then I was, like, scrubbing my... I was, like, shampooing my hair and sighing my eyes closed. And I, I look, and literally the water's, like, brown. It's, like, it's not it's not sewage water, but it's just mud. And it's oh. just like, completely brown. And, like, every... Like, my body's covered in brown water. <laughs> and then you can't do anything. You just have to stand there and wait. Oh, really? How long did you wait? How long did you wait for? It took, like, ten minutes. Oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. But it's just gross. You're just, like, you're <laughs> covered in mud... Do you, then do you know the, the clay, like, massage or clay? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like that, but free. Mm, yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, wait, what were you... Did you say you had a story? You heard a story? Oh, the... I don't know if you're allowed to talk about that one. But it's the one where you're climbing something and you... Oh, no, 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 no. Let's not talk about that Okay, one. okay. Yeah. Just wanted to check, um, check it. Check a lot it of dangerous, a lot of like kind of slightly dangerous stuff. I almost died like once. Oh, what? How, um, how did you almost die? We got in a car crash, like a head-on collision. Ooh, it was the scooters, the mopeds? No, so uh, so it was actually my last night in Cambodia. Um, This is the first time I went for a whole summer. So that was my sophomore year. I went with my friends, right? And then um, we were supposed to leave that afternoon because they they suggest that you don't go at night because the roads yeah. are dangerous at night yeah. but then we were we were like young and stupid and we we're like hey like we only have one one evening here so like we might as well just like stay until the end of the day like, <laughs> okay sure so then we load up our car and we have so much luggage that um i had to sit in the front next to my friend so there's yeah. two of us in the front seat neither of us is wearing a seatbelt because like you can't put a seatbelt on with two people yeah um it's pitch black and then just as, literally just as we leave, like this huge like like tropical storm starts like coming down. Ooh. It's just like coming down like it's crazy. A rain storm? Yeah. Crazy and then we're storm. going, we're driving, and it's it's night, so it's pitch black, it's storming. And then the roads there, like especially the inner the long roads, like the interstates, yeah. um, they don't have many of them. They only have one, right? <laughs> and so each one is one lane and each um each lane is going like opposite directions. And there's no, like, dividers. Yeah. So, literally, every car that passes us, it looks like it's going to hit us every time. <laughs> um, because because they're, they're only one lane over. Yeah, yeah. And we're... It's it's like, we're just trying to get there as fast as we can. We're going fast. And then we see this car coming, and it looks like it's going to hit us, but they all look like they're going to hit us. And then as we get closer, we realize it's going to... It's coming straight at us. Like, this Ooh. guy's in our lane. So, oh the thing that they do is, if there's a car that's too slow... They go into the other lane oh, yeah, yeah, and pass yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, they go into a lane that's facing head-on traffic. So this guy's yeah, trying yeah. to pass someone, and he's in our lane. We're about to make a head-on collision with him. Oh, my goodness. Probably going, like, like 60 to 80 like miles an hour, right? And then, um, last minute, we both swerve, and then we hit probably about, like, a foot and a half of each other's, like, fronts. And then we just oh. slammed into each other, and we just flew off the road. Oh, we just, like, gosh. skidded off the road. And then... <laughs> Because I'm, I'm sitting in the front, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and we were just all silent for, like, ten minutes, and we're just like, oh, my God. We all just <laughs> died. And then the driver's like, okay. And he gets out, and he looks for the other car, and the car's just gone. The guy just, like, drove off. Oh, my. What? And then we're like, okay. <laughs> and this is, like, it's a ten-hour drive. 
This is like oh hour my. two. He gets back in the car. And we, we're literally silent the entire drive there. <laughs> None of us could sleep because we're like, oh my crazy. gosh, yeah. I died. So that was crazy. Whoa. So you didn't know the driver? No, was, no. He's a random guy that yeah, we hired. Random yeah. guy. And at that time, I didn't know the language. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. And he's like, okay. And then <laughs> we just keep going. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. Um, that would never happen here. Maybe it will. <laughs> Midwest, where there's nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it was just sure uh, crazy stuff. It happens. was just two lanes? Just two lanes. Oh, yeah. okay. And they're not even wide. It's not wide at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm. Um, Yeah, but Cambodia is like, as as part of it is special to me because of those crazy stories and because it's like a place that I can kind of go in and like kind of do crazy things. Like when you're on the team, you can't you can't really experience Cambodian culture. You can't ride on the motos. You can't like go to the like because they, they don't have supermarkets. So they literally oh, yeah. just go to like the, the store, like the big open stores and they just like haggle and everything. <laughs> like that's part of life there. It's really cool. Like the street food and everything. Um but I mean, of course, I think like really the it's the relationships with the people that I've built up over over the years and doing ministry there is kind of hard because like I'm teaching English and and it's a Christian school. So I teach like chapels. So I basically like, preach Bible studies like every day. Um, but it's not like it's it's two percent Christian, 98 percent Buddhist. It's not yeah. like it, se- it doesn't s- seem apparent, especially if you're there by yourself, like how much effect you're having. Yeah. Um, but like something that I realized is like over the years, the relationships I've built with them has really opened the doors for me to just be candid with them about why I'm there. Um, I think in Cambodia, the fact that God, like the, the statement, God loves you, like that, that really hit me because I had a lot of time to just read and to kind of reflect and that hit me personally. And then I realized like, those are literally the most important words I could say to anybody. Mm. Um, and if I can build relationships with these students, then they'll just remember some guy like who cared about me came and like tried to show love to me because he said that God loves me. And that's like the message I was trying to, to give to them year after year. Mm. And so like, it's, it's hard to measure how much of that sinks in. Um, but I, I also just had the privilege to see like, um, just a handful of my students, like two or three of them, um, start to come out to the youth group um, oh, make, cool. become Christian oh wow um, and it's just like two or three of them but like when you think about the fact that it's a country that's 2% Christian it's yeah. like two or three make, like makes all the difference you know oh, and yeah. then like I don't know they're, sure. each each life is precious and, and two or three in, in terms of eternity makes all the difference right yeah so it's it's a it's a place that always has a special place in my heart and yeah how big was your uh, class your Class sizes, um, I would teach, uh, gosh, um, I would usually teach like one grade, mm-hmm. um, like all the English classes for one grade, usually grade 11. Yeah. Um, cause they're the oldest, they're best in English, but grade 12 is prepping for the, st- uh, um, final exams. Yeah. So I would have about a hundred students total. Oh, no, more than a hundred, more than a hundred, like 150. Yeah. Oh wow. Cause they have about five classes per grade and each class is about 30 or so students. And you do five classes? Uh, yeah, but I would teach like about four hours a day, maybe. Oh yeah. my, wow. Um, which is, it's not as bad as it seems because their their culture is really strange. They're, they're <laughs> so strange because like, they have so much respect for you in the classroom. Yeah. 
But then the moment class is done, you're like their friend. And like, oh. they, like they, they love to hang out. Like we would go to the beach and just like hang out or like we'd play soccer all the time. And like, they're so respectful, but then they also just like, what their understanding of listening and respect is very different from ours. Yeah. So like, um, like we, I would conduct like final exams. Mm-hmm. And then if I would walk around and try to catch cheaters, they thought I was really strict. Because most <laughs> teachers, they just sit in the front and do nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, all the kids are cheating. But then I would kind of walk around and be like, hey, like, give me that. Like, stop <laughs> cheating. And then they'd be like, oh, so scary. <laughs> and then, like, they, like, one, one student, I was, I was teaching. She raises her hand. And then I called her and I was like, yeah, do you, do you have something to say? Her name is Molika. I was like, Molika, you have something to say? And then she's like, teacher, can I go home? And I was like... <laughs> what <laughs> and she was like um teacher I have diarrhea <laughs> and oh I was like gosh. oh uh, go to the principal and ask him and then she she went and she came back she's like he says I can go home and come back and I was like oh okay <laughs> so she literally hopped on her oh moto went home and yeah. then she came back oh, <laughs> and I, was wow. like, I was like what is going on <laughs> I was so, so innocent I was so confused oh, they do funny. like punishment where they like if they're bad they get hit um, with a stick yeah. so all the teachers have a stick yeah, yeah. Um, so I would walk into class with a stick just to kind of scare them <laughs> yeah. but then I would never hit them but you, you literally can like come up with any punishment right so then like um, <laughs> for what I would do is like if students came in late yeah. Um, so what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to pay money to the class fund Oh. if they're late Oh. and then see. like the teacher uses that and like there's a party at the end yeah, of the yeah. school year or whatever um, but then what I would do is I would, if they would come in late, I would tell them to, to, to go to the like cafeteria and yeah. buy everybody coffee. <laughs> Cause it's like the same price. Oh, I yeah. See. Or like I would, I would make them dance in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than paying money. <laughs> yeah. I just, I didn't want to hit them. I felt kind of bad, but one teacher had them, had these two boys cause they were really late. He had yeah. them, um, stand one in front of the other right the one in the back with his shoulders on the guy in front of him yeah and then he made them pretend like they were riding a motorcycle and then he would shout directions and he'd be like left and then they both lead left and he'd be like right and they lead right and he'd be like jump and then they both jump <laughs> it's so funny and this is happening in the teacher's lounge and just oh, a bunch what? of teachers who were just watching them and just laughing oh my <laughs> it's, goodness it's so funny like they, this is their culture it's kind of <laughs> yeah Sounds like a Korean... Yeah, very Asian. Asian yeah, it's very Asian. You cannot do that in America. Yeah, you cannot do like, that. Like, the worst I saw was... Um, so, we have chapel, right? And then um, a whole class, they decided not to come to chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they came back to school, the teacher made them, like, kneel in a line in front of the kindergarten classrooms. Literally right in front of the, the windows of the kindergarten classrooms. Uh-huh. And they had to kneel there all day. And in the oh, Cambodian nice. sun... They're, like, literally in the sun... They're like sweating mm-hmm. and then they're all wearing signs yeah. and the signs say like, I'm a bad student. Like, don't, don't follow me. Like, <laughs> like I'm a bad example. And they're sitting oh, in front of the kindergarten classrooms. Oh my. And then throughout the day, like during the break times, the kids, the kindergartners, they come out of class and they just laugh at them. <laughs> and they're like, ah, like throwing paper at them and stuff. Just like public mocking. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's pretty, kindergartners? Like yeah. five-year-olds? Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like... It's just crazy to like experience a different culture, you know? It's, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Yeah. Wow. Dang. 
I'm sure there's a lot more stories, but oh uh, yeah, yeah. We're let's let's close. Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. close. We this was supposed to be a filler episode, and we we're, we're at forty minutes. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, anything you want to like tell people like, I don't know, advice or, I don't know, call yeah, I, some something. I I think <laughs> I think like my mindset towards Cambodia. Um, I think I might have said this a little bit last time, but um. So when I, when I think about Cambodia, I think about um, Psalm ninety one one, which is well, I, I think about a lot of verses like the, in Proverbs eleven they talk about like how injustice. Uh, okay, okay, I, I won't go into that, but mm-hmm. but um, Psalm ninety one one really stands out to me. That's the verse that I got tattooed actually, um, and it says, "He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High abides in the shadow of the, of the Almighty," and it's it's like it talks about like how if you wow what a cool verse <laughs> it's it's from uh, Jim Elliot's book he's yeah. he's a crazy missionary um, and it's basically if you dwell in the shelter of the most high if you if you live your life um, in God in the shelter of the most high if you like live your life following his will if you live your life like reading his word if you read your life like praying and just connecting with him just kind of constantly like in, in his shelter then then um, you live in, in his shadow, right? Mm. And and to live in God's shadow is, is the best place to be. Yeah. And so for me, like my mindset towards Cambodia has always been wanting to go back because that's where I felt the closest to to God. That's like that's where yeah. I felt like every day or almost every day, because um, of course, like I'm still a sinner out there, right? But like almost every day, it just seemed clear to me, like like this is what it's like to live in God's presence. This is what it's like to serve Him. Yeah. Um, this is what it's like to think about um, like people that he cares about all day mm-hmm. and so like I don't know I, I guess for 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 every single person that might be a different place it might but but find a place that um, causes you to constantly feel like you're living in God's shadow yeah. and that's where you should be you know like th- that's where you should constantly yeah. fight to be um and so that's that's why Cambodia is special to me because every time I go back, it, it's always clear to me like this is, this is what it's like to feel like I'm living in God's shadow. So, mm. yeah, yeah, God's shadow, it's a good place to be. Yeah, it's yeah, shady. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah it's, and cool. It's kind of a funny imagery because I guess shadows sometimes can be bad, but um, you know if it's God's shadow, I it's imagine okay. God's shadow to be bright. <laughs> I don't know. Like maybe I mean he's like the source of light. Yeah, yeah. So maybe his shadow is bright. Yeah. I don't know what uh, would his shadow look like. I don't know. It's, it's imagery. It's imagery. imagery. <laughs> I think it just means just follow in God's footsteps, yeah. or just be like God's stalker. <laughs> uh, blessings. Hey, hey there's worse me. things to be. There's yeah, worse things I, to be. I mean, it's God. Yeah. God is is all powerful. He's 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 the biggest man. <laughs> he's the big man. Yeah. So um, yeah, Psalm ninety one one. <laughs> what am I Look saying? Look it up. Write it down. I don't know. Um, psalm ninety one one. Yeah. I the whole the whole psalm is good, but just I just just read the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't stop there, please. <laughs> read all. Actually, just read the whole Bible. Yeah. Yeah. While you're at it. While you know, you're at it. Yeah. I mean, that's like. Probably less than one percent, but <laughs> might as well. That's like you started it, right? Yeah. So yeah. All right. Wait, you want to recommend a book? I w- I always want to like yeah maybe recommend a book. You have too. a book? I don't know. I was thinking maybe okay. you had a book. Um, <laughs> I I I just read a book recently. I actually sent it to a lot of the freshman guys. Um, it's a really short book. It's only like one hundred fifty pages. Um, it's mm-hmm. called The Power of a Humble Life, and I think um 
I don't know. I, I think we're all proud people. Like that's that's the mm-hmm. Bible's definition of us, right? Like yeah. Um, and I, I think, I don't know. When I think about myself, um, like I, I think that I'm maybe pr- more proud than most. And I think mm-hmm. that I learned a lot from that book. Um, uh, one of the things that it taught me is like pride is is not always having to be right. Um, and then pride is also like when someone points out that you're wrong, you mm-hmm. admit that humbly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just a really good book. I, I would just really recommend it. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The Power of a Humble Life. Power of a Humble Life by... Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. The, the author is escaping me. But it's a short book. 150 Power pages. Of a humble you could life. read that in like two weeks. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Power of a Humble Life. Who, who did you recommend it to? Which freshman? Uh, I sent it to a bunch of the freshman guys. Um, like Hyoan, Rudy. Let's say their names so everyone knows. <laughs> Keep them accountable. Yeah. No, people who, people who listen are going to be like, hey, Hyoan, did you read that yeah, book? Yeah, yeah, that okay. the podcast? yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're so listening to this, especially the closest staff, yeah. just send them a text. Hey, how's the book been? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Hyoan, Rudy, Drew. This will be good. Yeah. Edward. George. Wait, Edward got it too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, this was a short episode, but. But not really. But not really. It's it's like the same, like almost the same length. A little shorter, like 10 minutes shorter. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, to Work in Progress. Oh, I feel so tired, but it's we did wrap. it. That's a wrap. Corona. Corona. <laughs>